Hi there, my name is Carrie Conover and I went from classroom teacher to ed tech leader to CEO in five years. I'm here to share the stories and wisdom of teachers who have successfully transitioned from the classroom to the boardroom. Let me help you let go of the guilt, start building your skills and create your own path to a new career outside of the classroom. Welcome to Classroom to Boardroom. I'm so glad you're here. Today on the Classroom to Boardroom podcast, I have a special guest, Rachel Van Aken, who is a friend of mine from my days at Discovery Education. Rachel and I never actually worked on any projects together. We were never on the same team. But we met at a couple of different conferences and meetings that we went to and just hit it off as human beings. And we have kept in touch all these years, giving each other advice, um, talking about family, talking about career. And I thought she would be such a great guest to have on today's podcast because she is a teacher who has turned into an amazing corporate woman. So Rachel, welcome to the Classroom to Boardroom podcast. Thank you, Carrie. I'm so happy to be here. You have such a great voice for podcasting, so I'm excited for our audience just to hear you speak. (laughs) Thanks. I've never gotten that before. Maybe you can start a radio show or your own podcast. (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) Rachel, tell everyone your story, your career story, so we can get to know you a little bit better. Sure. So I, uh, I think I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. My father was a teacher, my, my mom was a teacher, my sister was a teacher. So I, you know, I, I always knew that that was my path. I went to school in Vermont, graduate school in Boston. I started my teaching career in Brockton, Massachusetts, as actually initially as a ninth grade teacher, supporting students that were at risk of failing out. And I, I taught them their um, social studies and language arts content. I stayed with in Brockton for, gosh, I think three years, um, but transferred to the elementary schools because I always, always wanted to be an elementary elementary school teacher. And I started in um, second grade and looped those kiddos to third grade and then did another, I guess, another year in second. And then I had the opportunity to move abroad, which was always uh, a goal of mine. And I taught in London for a couple of years, also teaching elementary. Cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. And then when we were coming back to the U.S., I kind of took a look at my career and I was I was really questioning whether I wanted to go back to the classroom. And I kind of felt like, although I loved being in a classroom, I loved my kiddos. I loved teaching. I was feeling like I was missing out on something else I had, like something else I wanted to dive into professionally. And I was almost feeling a little restricted. And I thought about administration. I didn't think that that was, that was where I wanted to go. All of my administrative friends were not that happy. And upon coming back to the US, I, I really started thinking about working for companies that were supporting school districts. And at that time, uh, technology was really booming in schools. And uh, so I started researching uh, different, you know, technologies that I thought were pretty cool that were 
that were, uh, you know, selling into school districts. So I feel like I got a really, having not had any sales experience, I got a very lucky, lucky draw and had a chance to, to work in central New York, which was where we landed, um, at Plato learning, which is now Edmentum. Um, and so kind of blossomed from there. I've worked for smart technologies and discovery ed, like you had mentioned, which is where we, where we worked at and now doing some consulting work. So I'm, I'm actually over here, like writing so many notes as you're you're talking because you sparked so many things through that story for me. The first thing you really, really touched on that I think is so important, Rachel, is that childhood dream of being a teacher. Like I, even though I was a career teacher and became a career changer and became a teacher a little later, like I always, I played school in middle school, like I'm afraid to admit, but I think that many of us dreamed of being a teacher. And then when we started to think about leaving teaching the classroom, that guilt was even greater because we were like, well, well, this is what I wanted to do my whole life. How can I walk away from that? I'm glad you brought that up because that leads to the second thing that I wrote down is that many teachers start to feel that restrictive feeling or like, Hey, I I've got this drive. I need more. And where do they turn? They turn to, a, they look at being an admin. They go back and spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to go back to school to become a principal and realize like, that's not going to satisfy them either. And that's the whole reason I've built classroom to boardroom is because there are other options in which you could go out and still be part of schools and school districts. Totally, totally agree. I think that teachers feel like that is their next career path. You know, their their only opportunity. And I've talked to so many teachers that just sit, feel frustrated with teaching. They really want to get out. And then they kind of feel like, almost like they're stuck. They, you know, well, I've, you know, spent so much time in school to do this. This was what I, I don't know, this is my career. I, 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 it just seems so risky to, to, to change. And it is risky for sure. It's always risky to change your career. But I, I think you're right in, in that I think teachers just see administration as their only next opportunity to grow in their career. But I think that that, that, that there is also a level of, of guilt, you know, they almost feel like they're leaving their kids, yes. they're leaving like, almost like a promise that they made to their, their, their school too. I remember when I was leaving my elementary school in Brockton to leave to London, maybe I was teaching with teachers that had been, that had been at that same school for 25, 30, 35 years. And it was like, what? Like, are you crazy? You've only been here for three years. And so I was, I was seen as kind of like, you know, a little crazy. And, but teachers also think that they're, they're, they're not going to feel tied to their classroom. They're going to be, you know, they're not going to be tied to education, but I have to say that I am having with conversations with superintendents and chief academic officers and technology, you know, chief te- technology officers. And I am having higher level 
pedagogical and educational conversations than I ever did in the confines of the, you know, my four classroom walls. I feel so tied to education and feel like I have a much better holistic view, you know, of it um, than I ever did when I was a teacher. To that point, like, I know for me, the, the risks that I have taken, the rewards have been amazing. But had I taken the risk, and I didn't like working at an education company or didn't feel good. Like if I went back to try to get a job as a teacher right now, I would be like the most amazing candidate. And I would be such an amazing teacher because I have seen, and you have seen education across this country. And we have such a cool perspective now on teaching that if I went back, I mean, I would be so energized about the profession. So you can take the risk, step away and come back. I know. I th- I think you're you're right. We have I, I think Carrie, you you've been uh really deep in in projects that we've d- worked on at Discovery and I've seen a lot of them kind of in the beginning of their beginning stages, but going around the country talking to superintendents, talking about their implementations, talking about their goals and and needs and it's like it just opens your eyes to the amazing work that school districts are doing across the country. And it really does kind of broaden your horizons. And, and, and yeah, you can kind of bring that experience back to a classroom. I even feel like that because I'm in the board of ed and in my school district or in my town. And I even feel like bringing these, you know, these things that I see from across the country, bringing those experiences back is so valuable. I am so proud of you for running for school board and getting that seat. Can you talk a little bit about that? And also, how did your risk taking and how did you stepping away from the classroom? You know, you started to talk about this, but like, do you think you would have done that had you stayed in the classroom? Oh, it run for board? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know that you actually couldn't do that within your school district, but right. I guess my point is like, are those risks that you took, what ultimately led you to have the guts to do that? You know, I think that's one thing that I did gain going, you know, getting out of the classroom and going in, into a more corporate, having more corporate experience is I did gain more, like you said, guts. I think I gained more confidence and in, you know, doing what I desired and getting kind of what I wanted. And so uh, if I was still in the classroom, I think I would have been too intimidated to run for board. Yeah. Can we talk about, I'm going off script a little bit here, but I feel like you're a good person to talk about this too. Let's talk about money for a second, because that's a question that teachers really come to me about a lot. They're like, oh, I've been teaching for 20 years. I have this pension. I mean, I walked away from my pension and I had 10 years. So I'd love to hear kind of your opinion on that. And I can share a little bit about that too, that like when teachers get scared, like, well, I, I've, I'm on step eight and, you know, I have my master's plus 30 and I have all these years in pension. Were you scared to walk away from that and why or why not? I was. I, I mean, I think that there's that kind of, you know, security net um, that you have when you are when you're teaching and you have that, you know, solid 401k and you've got the the pension, but when you are able to 
make more money and you have the draw, especially in sales when you're compensated for, you know, doing a great job and in your role, I think, Carrie, but yeah, it's, it's much, uh, much more lucrative. So it, no doubt. I mean, you think about what your salary increases are as a teacher and your salary increases are as, you know, as, as a, a corporate, corporate person and just the, the bumps that you can get from, um, from, you know, being successful are, it doesn't even compare. No. And, and it's interesting because I share that when I actually stepped away from working in Chicago public schools and went for my first job, I actually took a pay cut. It wasn't a huge one, but it was a pay cut. Mm -hmm. But the trajectory of my salary and when we start talking about performance bonuses, you know, when you really spend a couple of years getting good at your job, I mean, and then like, you know, and, and thinking about when you work for a company like Discovery Education, that's going to get in there and match your contributions for 401ks. I mean, that is where you can really start to make an, a nice life for yourself. And again, it goes back to, yes, I loved the word you said, that security net of, well, I have my pension, you know, or I have, I'm at this step. Yeah, but you could expedite that Absolutely. with some hard work. Okay. Well, thanks for talking about that. Cause that's another thing is I think as educators, we don't always love to talk about money. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah. I think teachers, it's really easy to feel safe and kind of wedged in, you know, like I, well, I owe it to my, my colleagues. I owe it to my school. I owe it to my kids. I, almost like a guilt. Like there's like a guilt hanging over you. I can't move because I'd be, you know, I worked on this curriculum with this teacher, or I promised in two years, I'd be doing this or, you know, listen, people leave their jobs all the time and everybody is going to be okay. Yes. 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 I mean, I talk about this, the person that stepped into my shoes when I left the school that I was at is still there and doing a fabulous job. Right. People leave their jobs all the time. It's so true. Why in teaching do we not feel okay with that? Right. Right. You know, and I, and I know you and I both agree. Like we're not saying, I always say, I'm not saying every teacher should leave teaching. We're talking about the teachers that are in their classroom listening to this podcast right now that are like, I need something more. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about looking back on your career. So you went from being a teacher to getting this first job outside of the classroom how have you grown and what have you learned about yourself? So I think that some of the really important things that I have, um, I've learned and I've gained is definitely a sense of confidence. I've learned more about leadership and um, the importance of leadership and the ability to, to uh, communicate with school leadership and, and really be able to ask, what, ask for what I want and need. So you worked in sales and I always like to frame this up with, I worked in customer success. So I was more on the post sales. So Rachel and her colleagues in sales, they were going out to school districts, having important conversations about what their wants and needs are. And then the sales team was saying, okay, here are the solutions we have that can help your school district solve these problems. And then where I worked in customer success, as soon as they figured that out, our job was to make sure all those things, all the levers were pushed and that it was a successful partnership. So thinking about sales, 
How do you think that teachers, what skills do teachers have that make them talented sales employees? Um, I think that, and listen, not all teachers are great salespeople, but I think, and when I say salespeople, it makes it me, it makes it sound like I'm talking about, you know, a car salesman. And I think a lot of people think about sales as a kind of, you know, cheesy, pushy, going to try to make you buy what I have kind of engagement. And it's so, for me anyway, it is, it so is not. It is believing in what you, what you can offer and, 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 and trying to engage that um, administrator or that team to see if that's what they need, you know, a better understanding what their challenges are, what their goals are. And that is what the conversation is. And if what you have is not going to help them, you are not going to sell it to them, right? Like there are, there has been many times where I walk away from a meeting and say, you know what, you guys have this, you're doing a great job. I would never want to add another thing to your plate. So I think that I, I got off your question, Carrie, and I'm, I'm sorry, but no, I love this. That if you, if you really have it in your, um, in your mind that you are, you know, really having a consultative conversation rather than a sales conversation, it feels like you're, you're helping them. But I think that teachers are, teachers can be fantastic salespeople because they have naturally such great interpersonal skills. They are talk about fantastic presenters. I mean, they are presenting and and engaging 25, 30 little kids or, you know, early adults every single day, all day. So they're great presenters. And I think that they, you know, they, they know where they want to start and where they want to end. And you always have to have that in your mind with, you know, when you're meeting with a school district, you know, where, how do I want to start this meeting? And where do I, when I walk out this door, you know, where do I want to um, have this conversation kind of, you know, circle around to? You know, but- when I think about some of the most talented salespeople, and in this case, you know, people that I've worked with, with eSpark and Discovery, something that all of you really have in common, <laughs> and maybe this is a sign if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that's me, is that you could literally walk into an elevator and make friends or make conversation before the, you got to the floor and it, and it dinged. Like every single one of you have that inner confidence and that warmth and that trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. I think salespeople are actually people that really are able to get people to trust them quickly. Like when I think about you and Rachel and Josh and Katie and Tracy and all these people that I come to my, my mind as being, you all gain people's trust quickly for a reason because you are trustworthy. And that's not what people typically think of sales. Like when you're talking about that car salesman, right? We're selling to school districts. No one's out there trying to be sleazy and steal money from school districts. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that that is, it's, it's so important, Carrie. I call that like and trust. You have to build that like and trust. People have to like you and they have to be able to trust you. They are administrators are so busy and they're not going to sit with you for 20 or 30 or 60 minutes if they don't like and trust you. Yep. And, and so you you have to want to be there and, and and if you don't want to be there and don't act like you want to be there, they're not going to want to be there either. 
you know what always gained my trust, no matter what school district I was standing in front of, big or small? What's that? A lot of times it would be me saying, I was a teacher in the Chicago yeah. public schools for 10 years. Boom. Everyone put their phone down and actually listened to me. Because they're like, oh, this person actually knows what it's like to do this job. Absolutely. So yeah. right there, just saying that and having that and being proud of that, right? It gains credibility. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there is kind of a stigma. And maybe it's that guilt again, but um, that stigma of oh, it's a salesperson coming in to, to sell us something. But when they know that you, they have walked in, you know, you have walked in their shoes and you have sat on their same side of the table, they can kind of, they know that, that, that you understand their pain. Yeah. Yep, exactly. If you have any other advice for teachers who are thinking about this transition, maybe in the beginning stages, what advice would you give them? I'm, I'm always uh, someone who encourage, <laughs> encourages people to, to just do it. You know, I think if you have a feeling that you are not happy and you have this itch and this desire to do something different, do it. Uh, because it, it, the worst thing is going to, going to, to uh, work unhappy and unfulfilled. And um, it is, it, transitioning from the classroom to the boardroom has been one of the best things that I have ever, ever done, um, for myself, um, for my family, you know, a lot of people will say, Oh, well, you know, I can, I can get home early to my kids or yeah, but the flexibility also in, you know, working in the corporate world offers so much flexibility as well. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I travel. Yes. Sometimes I'm home. I'm, I'm away two days, uh, you know, a week, but I also can say on a Friday at two o'clock or my, my kid has a dentist appointment. I'm blocking that time out or, you know, it, it I can take a sick day or, you know, I can, I can take a day off because Thursday's my kid's birthday, whatever. Yep. You really can't do that as a teacher. So yeah. it's there, there's been, it's been the best thing that I've ever done. Um, for myself. I love it. Just do it. Don't be, don't be shy. Yeah. And, and that honestly is why I am building out the classroom to boardroom course is because it does feel like a big leap, but the beauty of it is Rachel, like I'm taking everyone month by month through, okay, here are all the different roles that you could take on. Here's the sales cycle. Like I teach them the sales cycle. Here's what a book of business is. Here's how you build relationships. Here's how you use Salesforce. Like, here's how you use these tools so that when teachers finally get that interview, they know the lingo. They know these tips and tricks of like how to get their foot in the door. Because once your foot's in the door, someone will take you under their wing and make sure you're successful. Absolutely. And it's the company's job to make sure that you are ramped up and, and ready to, to, to hit the ground running. I always conclude this podcast with, you know, do you have any fav a favorite memory of us working together? And we were laughing before we, we recorded because we actually, I mean, we only met in person maybe five times or under, but I have to say my favorite memory of you is not working together. I'm just really proud that you and I have maintained 
the support of one another for various things that we've gone through personally and professionally. Yeah. So I just want to say, I, I'm grateful for that relationship. I'm grateful that we're reconnecting here and that you're someone that I can turn to. So thank you for that. Carrie, thank you so much. I couldn't agree more. I think you and I have gone through similar personal tragedies and, you know, from a career and a mother perspective and friendship, we connect um, so well. And I am so proud of what you're doing here and what you're doing for teachers. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for your time. All of you, if you want to learn more about Classroom to Boardroom, the course, you can head over actually to our brand new website. I just showed it to Rachel. It's so pretty. I love it. <laughs> but find out more about what this looks like. You can go to classroomtoboardroom.net. Also, the link is down in the show notes. Rachel, thank you so much. Have an amazing rest of your day and we will be in touch soon. Thank you, Carrie. Once again, if you are interested in our podcast, make sure you subscribe so that you get notifications when new podcast episodes are released. To you joining me each week for Classroom to Boardroom, welcome to this new podcast. Until next time, my friends, take care.